0: Actor Rawiri Paratene has made his mark on screen and on stage with a long list of work that goes back four decades. The 30-somethings of today may remember Rawiri when he was hosting at play school back in the 80s. Well, since then, he's gone from strength to strength. He's written for radio and TV. He's directed episodes of Māori-language programmes Farno and or Mai. He took on main character roles in movies such as Whale Rider, The Insatiable Moon, and What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. Add to that, last year, he was part of the group Tua, who took the play The Māori Troilus and Cressida, Kotoroihi Raua Ko Kamera, to Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. Rawari spent four months based in Papua New Guinea as the acting coach for many of the locals for the movie, based on the Lloyd Jones novel, Mr. Pip. When I caught up with Rawari, he was resting up, well, not entirely, from his home in the
1: Hokianga. No hokianga aho, and that's where I am now. I'm sitting on my deck in our foot and um just out of between halfway between Oppanuni and Rawini on the harbour, and it's a glorious day, and it's the first time I've been back since last summer, so it's great. I've been all over the place since then the
0: The movie mr Pip um Rawiri, um this movie goes back some two two and a bit years for you does a does the experience um still feel relatively fresh in your mind
1: yeah especially because um a couple of weeks ago we had the premiere and so i was able to catch up with izania um who played the lead role the the girl in it yes matilda Matilda. Mm. and um and so that was nice and and caught up with her stepdad i didn't her mother didn't come over because her mother plays her mother in the film. Heelsville, Joelle, um, and they both did a fantastic job. So, you know that that made me that brought it back. And then seeing the movie, um, it brought lots of it back. I I spent a lot of time there, probably four months or more. Um, I was the first to go over, and I spent time before that uh, working with. Um, some of the women working with, particularly Ixania, but working with Hillsville and some of the other women who they brought over um, who were yeah, in crucial roles. Well, the older women, they were all going for the role of the mother, and so I did work with them. And um, I worked with everyone, with all of the Bougainvilleans and all the um, Papua PNG soldiers I worked with a whole lot. It was a it was a great gig. It was great to to work beside and and to see Andrew Adamson work. Mm-hmm. He works very very hard. I'll tell you that, and he has a very clear vision, and he worked beautifully with the people there. It's a real help because he grew up in Papua New Guinea, so he could he could speak the pigeon um, very well. Um over there they have they have several languages because each of their Iwi I'll call them have their own tongue and um and then the, everyone speaks pidgin and um and they have English um as well. And so, you know, it's, a, it's for anyone with a good ear for language it's a it's a heavenly place to be. And because they speak them all. And um and so some of the young children, you know, they're growing up with three or four languages and, you know, and and I got to, got to know these people really, really well and came to admire them and came to know their stories. So, you know, we were working with, um, I was working with sometimes with, with a whole hall full of people with, you know, um, 30, 40, even 50 people sometimes. And so we'd, you know, after, we'd play fun and games, and then we'd set up some marketplace scenes where um, the rebels arrive, or, or you know, and, and we'd, we'd just sort of play with that, and I'd let them use their own languages, and um, it was ta- fantastic. And, I mean, the. <sighs> The film couldn't have been... I know they were looking at shooting it somewhere else. They were looking at shooting it in New Zealand and North Australia. Um, In various places, I I believe, I'm I'm not clued up on that, but I can't imagine them being able to shoot this film anywhere but in (laughs) Bougainville. And as I got to know their stories that they related, um, I came to really admire those people that they they took such a bold stand against, you know, the big mining companies. I mean, you know, we're having to be brave now against the mining companies who are trying to get in here. The mining companies were in there, lock, stock, and barrel, and you know, taking nine million dollars a day. Um, Australian dollars a day being taken out of copper mines from there. And they just had enough and they stood up and they um, got armed and they, it was a very costly, it's a small place and 20,000 lives. You know, it's a that's a big loss and that's a big sacrifice, but they got rid of them. And, you know, maybe they'll come back one day because... Bougainville is is rich with minerals and and things, and so you know all the world wants to get every last bit of mineral out of it for some reason. And and in the film, I mean, there are many things that have been cut that I that I had seen being shot that Andrew got. And sometimes there were big mass scenes where helicopters came in and soldiers arrived and for the people there, all Andrew did, not all he did, I mean it's incredible what he did, but one of the things that he did was he put many cameras on and shot it from all different angles and the reactions that people are having, some people literally ran for cover because it just brought everything back and so the reactions, I think it's one of the real strengths of the film. We, as filmmakers, you know, we we have to... We can't take those opportunities that we're given for granted. We can't... I remember talking with Cliff Curtis about this when we were shooting um, Whale Rider way back, and, and you know, and Cliff... We were just walking along Whangara, and Cliff says to me, "'We did okay, didn't we?' And he meant we, filmmakers." And I said, "Yeah, we did, because you know sometimes filmmakers will go in and they'll grab a story and they they don't treat the local people well, and they're just there to get and to take. And that wasn't the attitude of Andrew Adamson and his crew. There was a, a great deal of respect that went to, in there, and um, yeah, and it was it was a great, beautiful thing to be part of." The three New Zealand producers and the American producers, they all worked very closely with those communities. They put in place some um, educational things that were then going to go back, and I believe that they're also going to take the movie back to that community. That would be the... There, there is no cinema there, so they'd have to work out something, but it's all, you know, with digital...
0: Yep, projector things. and... Uh screen yeah yeah how did the relationship start between you and director Andrew adamson
1: well i i got a call initially from robin Scholes, who's an old colleague and a beautiful mate and um and you know and a a very respected and and successful new zealand director um, um many films including the great Um, Once for Warriors, of course, that she's produced. But many others as well and and many other television films. And and she's someone that I've done a lot of work with. And so I got a call with her to see if I... I've never done acting coaching before. I've done teaching, which is very different. You know, teaching at drama school and other institutions. But I've never been an acting coach. And so I said, oh... I'll, I'll have a look at it. And so I looked at some of the um, tapes of Exania and some of the other um, people that were trying out for different roles. And um, and they particularly wanted me to work with Exania at that stage, and they brought Exania over. And then I met with – and so I responded with um, instinctual things went, and after some thought – with how I figured I could work with Exanya and with some of these other people who had no acting experience at all. He's very clear about his processes, and I got in his way once, and he was very clear about me being in his way, but all the other times the relationship was... And it it wasn't nasty at all. He's not a nasty man. I've got nothing but respect for him. There was one time where... The process that we, and it was very late in the shoot were the processes that had worked very well for us all the way through um where um I wasn't actually but where he saw that I was um contradicting that and um and and it was a tough day for him and everyone and for this actor who was having problems, and so you know I just needed to back off, yeah and. And and leave him do his job, which he's pretty damn good at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, when you finished your your role with um, or on the set of, of Mister Pip, um, eventually, Dalworthy, what did you? What did, what was the biggest lesson that you learned? What did you take away from that
1: experience? Well, I think the lessons that I learned from there I've already spoken about were the lessons. We're, we're the strengths of indigenous people, and how we have to really trust our trust what we are going to stand for. And when the time is right, and they probably left there, it was too late, really, almost, or they would have thought. But if a stand has to be taken, um. No matter how costly that stand is, when it's to do with Indigenous rights and with the rights to the land, because, you know, the the land is still recovering. The rivers are still recovering from the copper mining that was going on then. Um, and they may never recover some of them. And so that was the the level of the stance that they took. And it was worth it. And. You know, and we have things to a far lesser extent that are going that they touch wood, aren't you? Know the stands that we're going to take um, aren't going to cost lives, one hopes. Um, but you know, the, we've got those same interests that are sniffing around our coastline right now, that are sniffing in, in our um, mountains right now, That that you know have a sniff of oil and other. Things that interest them because of money, you know. That's the lesson: is that we have to take a stand. And so, you know, that's that was the main lesson for me as a as a person who moves about this earth. I mean, I'm I'm guided by the needs of Papatoetoe and Ranginui and Tangaroa, and we owe it to them to to guard them. And so there, that was the main lesson. In terms of of craft, I learnt a great deal just from being on set and watching Andrew Adamson operate.
0: Kia ora, Kia ora um, Just before we head off, um, Rawiri, um about a month ago, you received Te Tohu Toi Ke a Te Waka Toi. You received the award um, for your achievements um, to the arts over the last three decades. Um,
1: four decades.
0: <laughs> well, four decades, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no doubt you were you were proud of that of receiving that tohu.
1: Absolutely, I've I've got a few awards over the decades, and um, I was saying to my wife and to my family that that, that probably meant more than any of them.
0: Oh.
1: And part of it was the evening because in that evening, my matua papuhohepa received an award. My old mate Rolly Habib received one, Darcy got one, Um, Matua Hek and Jack were there, they got one. And so, you know, there were some very, very um, really people that were important to me personally and that I looked up, I look up to um, and, you know, to be receiving an award in that company. And there were many others
0: Fantastic. Are you looking forward to next? I mean, I know next year's around the corner. Really, what are your f- come, um, upcoming projects, Rowdy?
1: Well, I've been. I've spent most of this year over in uh, the United Kingdom and Europe um, touring with uh, Shakespeare's Globe with King Lear, and um, and I probably am going to do some work for them again next year. I'm up here. Trying to clear the deck so that I can write. I've got a couple of writing projects that I've I've got on for the rest of the year, and um, I just auditioned. Yeah, I still have to audition. Oh neat! Oh, and I'm, I've got my fingers crossed.
0: Yes, yes, very, very But in the meantime, you're just soaking in that younger goodness, eh? Yeah. <laughs> when you go back home. Um, I just asked you before if that's a place where you come to kind of, I don't know, center yourself or, you know, get familiar with, with uh, being connected to your hokainga. Is that what it's like for you when
1: you're busy? Yeah, it is. I'm not sure if it's a place that I come to do that because yep. um, I like to think I stay pretty centered most of the time. Um, but it's a, because it's I quite often bring a lot of work up here, um, writing work and. Sorting out stuff, and you know, and so I, I usually arrive back up here with a bag of work. If, if I haven't got a whole lot of muscle, you know, I go down to the Marai and I'm right at home in the in the Farikai and on that side. But it gets a bit tougher for me as I get older, and I'm pretty good at shirking those responsibilities that fall onto older men. I don't have the real good enough, and that sort of lets me get off it a little bit. But um I'm not going to be able to shoot those responsibilities for too much longer. But I I love coming up here. I'm I'm useless in when I say I love being in the Fadik, I am useless there because I can't you know, I I'm no good at killing animals, I'm I'm no good at cleaning them or cutting them up or any of those sort of real male jobs. So I mm. you know, I I wash the pots and <laughs> All of that sort of stuff. One of my favourite places in nice. the world is being at home in our marae. And
0: yeah, I was going to say surely there's a recipe that you can just pull out of your pocket, a special recipe that Raburi Paratini has in the in the wharekai.
1: In the kai Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. No? I'm not one of the main. I'm not one of the main ring But um, yeah, yeah, I, I pitch in there and you know I do the vegetables and do. All of that stuff. I like working with the kids. Really, I, I, you know, help with the tables and all of that stuff. It's quite funny. I, I was pouring tea and um, one of my aunties looked up and goes, "Oh my god, um, TV star pouring my tea!" And then she slapped me and she says, "You might be a TV star, but you're still stupid." <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, nothing like nothing no, like I
0: the Don't old. take
1: milk. Get that tea away.
0: I don't take milk. <laughs> <laughs> Kia ora, Rauri Paratene, nō Te Rarawa me Ngāpuhi.